Hello and welcome, Joseph here. On the show this week, we get a little bit rambly on the subject of ordering coffee in a cafe. When you're just getting into trying to learn about coffee, there can be this apprehension while checking out cafes as sort of a seeming air of expectation and knowledge hangs over everything. So we decided to have a little chat about it. We have a surprise guest on the show this week, Neil Oni, director of coffee for Royal Drummer, El Diablo, and Cloud City Coffee here in Seattle. He's also on the board, along with Jesse and others, for Northwest Space Agency, a nonprofit dedicated to supporting the growth and community of local businesses here in Seattle. You'll likely hear more from Neil in the future as we dive into CoffeeCon. As always, stay up to date at coffeeloversradio.com and share us with your friends. Now, enjoy the show, and don't be fooled by my fake ending in the middle of it. Hello and welcome to Coffee Lovers Radio. We are your hosts. I am Joseph with Coffee Lovers Magazine. I'm here with Jesse with Conduit Coffee, and we're at Conduit Coffee. In Conduit Coffee. Drinking. On Conduit Coffee. Yeah. Drinking Fremont. Also, Neil's here. Oh, hi, Neil. Don't, don't see him. No. It's too late. Oh, you okay. are now. Yeah. Okay, great. Neil Oni of Royal Drummer, yeah. El Diablo, Cloud City. Cloud City. Just Seattle's director of coffee, mm-hmm. pretty much is what he is now. Vaguely everywhere. Yep. Neil, vaguely everywhere, coffee man. Neil stumbled into the studio at the perfect time to sit down with us today and talk about the mystique of ordering coffee. I mean, to me, it means that there's a lot of kind of apprehension that people might have about ordering some fancy coffee, or they Mm -hmm. want to participate, Mm -hmm. or they really like buying bags of coffee, but it's hard to know what single origins and what cafe is the best cafe, you know, or what's worth Instagramming, what isn't, and what's good latte. Even just beyond that, so... Just diving in, when when I started off, when I started off in coffee, in coffee, when I started drinking coffee, it was from one of our favorite um, prolific chains, where you can order lattes and mochas and things that are drinks with coffee in them. Mm-hmm. I've heard of those places. Um, and, and so that's why I started off. And at a certain point, I thought to myself, you know, Seattle uh, supposedly has coffee. It's supposed to. It's what be everybody known, keeps saying. It's supposed to be known for coffee, but I don't know anything about coffee, and I live here, and and so I I thought I should go try cafes that. So I thought I should go. Ch- so I thought I should go. Ch- <laughs> so I thought I should go try cafes that were not. Our favorite, prolific coffee chain. Where did you find them? Um, in various neighborhoods. <laughs> All by themselves. Weird. And I would walk in and I would look at the board and I would not know what I was looking at. And and there's this kind of un sort of unnamed uh, apprehension, I guess. You know, I didn't want to be wrong. And if you're wrong about coffee, you're kind of stupid, right? <laughs> it's, that's kind of what it feels like because everyone knows everything about coffee, right? Right. And everybody in line is friendly with the staff, yeah. and they all order their whatever. They know what they're ordering right. and everything. And if I walked in and I just wanted coffee, I, I mean, I could order the same thing I always yeah. did because I could always order, you know, a which hazelnut is, latte or something which like is that. Which always do that, and that's fine. Just... But when I'm trying to learn about coffee, right. when I'm trying to figure out what coffee is, I didn't know what anything else was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to order. I didn't know what it meant. And sometimes I would just 
leave. <laughs> Never come back. I think you used to walk into my cafe and you just kind of stand there and look and then turn around and leave. I, I think you're kind of a special case though because you actually went out. I feel like most people when they're ordering coffee, they go to the same place because it's convenient. They're not generally going to be like, oh, I wonder what the best coffee shop in Mount Baker is. I would argue that they went, well, I wasn't doing that necessarily. I was just going to coffee shops in general near me. But I would also argue that people people go there not because it's convenient, but because they've developed a familiarity. Mm-hmm. They have sure. their drink. It's comfortable. They know that when they order their drink, they're going to get their drink, and that's their drink. And it's that dopamine no rush unknown. we talk about. It's when there's unknowns versus when there are unknowns. Caffeine placebo. Um, but I think it's it's really helpful. Like certainly now in in um, for for myself, I can go to any cafe and know exactly what I should get from anything on the menu, uh, especially you know based off of because I know language and I know the coffee. I mean, I can look at the coffee they have and think, oh, that's going to be good in X, Y, or Z, or oh, that's not going to be good in anything. <laughs> That's another subject altogether, though. Yeah. But, um... So do you feel like there's a problem in places like Seattle? Like, I wouldn't say there's a problem. I'd say there's an opportunity. I think that, um... And, and this is something... I, so I did, um... I did marketing consulting for a while, and I worked with a lot of cafes. And one of the things I always tried to get my clients to do was just to focus on, um sort of bridging the expectation of the customers coming in with the experience that they have. And the expectation of a customer who walks in is based off experiences that they've had before. So if, if all your experience is with right. our favorite chain, for example, and then you walk into a single... Right, owned, and you order a macchiato. Whatever cafe... Or even if you don't order a macchiato, the menu just looks different. No, I'm just saying, if you have your familiarity of going in and ordering a macchiato, and they say, okay, here you go, and they give you a little four-ounce cup at the end of it, and that's not yeah. what you want. You, know, you want a caramel, uh, caramel Starbucks drink. Yeah, that's certainly the more extreme of the examples. But it's very common. It happens all yeah. the time. Every day. And uh, there's certain things that baristas can do to mitigate that mm-hmm. problem, but it really does always end up being a problem because somebody will just say macchiato mm-hmm. you know because the actual like vocabulary for that drink in particular is caramel macchiato right if you order a macchiato at starbucks then it's going to be they're going to ask you other questions do you want a caramel macchiato do you want a macchiato macchiato because right. you can get an espresso macchiato mm-hmm. at starbucks. And, right and i i found that the people that were more grateful for asking that when they're like, can I have a macchiato? And you're like, big one or little one? You right. know? And they're really grateful. They're like, no, 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 the caramel, the big one, the Starbucks, right. you know? Versus other people that say, no, the little one. Why would I want a big one? You know? And, and they kind of <laughs> right. like get snooty and, back to you because they're elitist and they don't they don't want a big caramel drink, which is fair, but... And for yeah. me, I've learned to take sort of clues where if somebody orders a macchiato, I make them a macchiato. If somebody orders a sized macchiato, then I know what they're asking for. Right. You know? It's true. And then I make them what they want. And I just I'm automatically assume it's got caramel and vanilla. There is one cafe, and I can't remember at all now what the cafe is, but they, uh, they had in their menu, this might even have been in Seattle, I don't know. But um, I don't think it was. Anyways, their menu, they had the typical 
coffee drinks, but they um, organized it by with milk and without milk, and then they listed them based off of the ratio of espresso to milk. Um, so you could look at cappuccino and see that, oh, that's a six-ounce drink. Right. That's pretty complicated. this much espresso and this much milk. Right. I mean, I find that a lot of people, when they're ordering these drinks for the first time, don't necessarily know what a six-ounce cup means. Mm. You know, or what a what that portion of coffee means, or it's like, oh, just you know, one shot of espresso or two, or I don't know. There's a lot of variability in there. It could be that when uh, since I started this all off with the telling of my story, it could be that my biggest problem is I just didn't know what I wanted. Right. Well, you want to branch out, but yeah, but how? What do you get? That's a different Guatemala or Colombia. What does that mean, Jesse? Oh, well, you know, the Guatemala is a little bit more dark chocolate, smoother. Colombia a little bit more vibrant. Sometimes. Sometimes. I'm just talking about the hopper I have. <laughs> my imaginary hopper. Sometimes you have a Colombia that's bright and fruity and weird because it's from yeah. Huila. And then you have to know where Huila is. Right. And what that means. Right. It has nothing to do with bicycles. Hmm. We'll let that one pass. Right. All of it. All. All. Of it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess I guess there are there are two sort of topics there. And we went down a rabbit hole for right. no reason. Well, that's what the point of all these podcasts, right? To go down just, rabbit holes for yeah, no reason. Yeah, I just have just disconnected conversations. So we can talk about okay. all of the content. All of it. It's not worth doing it if you're not doing all of it. That's right. All the points are relevant. All of so, them are fascinating. What do you recommend to people when they walk into a place? You know, they hear, you know, oh, Joseph writes a magazine. He recommend going to Milstead in, in Seattle. And sure. they walk in there and Cameron's there with his cute little apron and you know, his nice shirt. And he asks you what single origin you want or brew method. And they have little clipboard menus. and. They're really good there because if they uh, are really good, and, I, and we I've all know what they do, but like I mean, it's intimidating still. Well, I have to admit, I've tested them on this, and I've walked in and I've stood there and, and went, I don't know what this is. And then they're like, Oh, well, let me let me walk you through a couple things here. We've got this, this, and this. Uh, you know, we could do like a latte if that's something that you like, and it will look like this. We could do this, and it'll look like this. These coffees taste like this, this, and this. Yeah. What do you usually enjoy? Right, so that's like the customer service side of yeah. what people at our end want to do, but for customers that like, right. just ask, that's just true. be confident that you're not the only person that doesn't know. That's yeah. true. I guess you know? if I hadn't said, I have no idea what the stuff and is. And just that if you want a big anyway. drink, yeah. right. it's just acknowledge that's going to be a lot of milk and just say it's a big drink. With and that's milk. that's what I wanted to do at Royal Drummer, is if somebody wanted to come in and get a 20-ounce latte, you can do that, but we also happen to have six espressos going at any one time for those people who want to do you crazy do? things. Yes. Six different espressos. Mm, the magic of an EK. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions about what the, the lingo, Joseph has a glossary that he's happy to share with you. So just email us any questions about what an EK shot means. Yes. And we'd love to answer that. I think we should do. Can I tell a, a quick story? A glossary episode. We should just glossary. List it off. Definition, whatever. So. We're here at the studio, and so we get a lot of kind of random people from the neighborhood in. And this was a cousin or somebody visiting, staying uh, in the neighborhood, and he showed up. 
we were making coffee. We were just watching the football game, I think. And, and I offered him some coffee. And he's like, yeah, sure. So, I had, you know, Americano or a latte. And he, he's like, well, what's an Americano? It's an espresso with milk. He didn't know what espresso was. It's like, you know, the machine that you see with the little brewery. Was, well, it's a latte. I was espresso like. Espresso with milk? Or <laughs> espresso with water. And then I, you know, he asked about the latte. So, I, you know, it was an espresso with, uh, with milk, not water. And he, uh, he was like, well, I like milk. And he'd never, ever had a latte before. Hmm. He'd never had one and never knew that experience. Didn't even know what it was. Didn't, had never heard of steaming milk. Like, just never bothered to order one. It wasn't on his radar whatsoever. And I hand it to him with a nice little rosette on there and stuff. And he takes a sip and his, his face kind of looks down at it. And he looks up at me and goes, oh, my lanta. <laughs> <laughs> and that was his first experience with a latte. And, you know, now we know. Got him hooked. Mm-hmm. Oh my Lanta. Yeah, I guess I guess from the uh, from the consumer perspective, um, as a coffee drinker going into cafes, it's just a matter of where your headspace is. Do you want to explore and find something new? Do you not want to? And you're probably just gonna order your regular thing. I don't know. Are you doing alright, Joseph? I'm tired. <laughs> I need more coffee. I need more coffee. Do you want coffee or an Americano or a latte? What size latte would you like? We have organic milk. Would you like some of that? I just want a coffee. <laughs> you want a blend or a single origin? Sorry, we don't serve that here. What does that mean? It's like it's from Guatemala or it's a blend of... I've never been to Guatemala. <laughs> Is that northern Guatemala uh, or southern Guatemala? Yeah, southeast, central. Does that come from where all the cocaine is? No, it's the hooey hooey. Well, I guess we could, we could we could briefly go through all of the major like coffee drinks that are in pretty much every. Maybe we should cafe. do that in another episode. I think another that's a episode. glossary episode. Uh, okay, so we're gonna have an actual glossary episode where we go yep. over things. Okay. We're actually gonna do a competition game out of it. Joseph doesn't know this yet, Radio Land, but it's gonna be great. Okay, it's gonna be like categories, except it's all coffee. Can you words. do categories? Yes. Isn't that an audio? Uh, isn't that a visual game? No, you just roll it. You just pick a random letter and then a timer for how many words you can come up with. Oh, right, right, right. I was thinking picture. So I gave it away. That's what we're going to do next episode. So as a consumer, if you're going into a cafe for the first time, I'll say this. Just order an espresso. If you've never had an espresso by itself, just do it. Um, hopefully it's going to be at a place that'll do it right. <laughs> uh, but if you try it and you don't like it, don't think that you will never like espresso. That's like horrible advice, but that's pretty horrible advice, isn't it? <laughs> I would, probably what I would do is if you were gonna, if you wanted to try an espresso, go to an, into a place that seems like it would do good because it looks really hipster. Mm -hmm. yeah. Tell them you've never had an espresso before. Ask them how to do it. And if they don't give you a good answer, then don't order it. Mm -hmm. Oh, another good check that I like to do is I like to ask the baristas um, about the coffee. Yep. If they can't tell me anything about the coffee, then I almost always walk out. <laughs> like, if the people working in the cafe don't know what the coffee is and why they have it. Who, who the roaster is. Yeah. This is why we have Neil here today. Yeah, because I'm really helping. You are, actually. Because I'm <laughs> saying stupid things and then you're making sense of them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guest Neil. Yay. Yay.
saves the day. And we're done. Yeah. You think? I don't know. Are we done? Yeah. Are you sure? Is there more we could say on this? I mean, we could ramble we for could a while. We keep talking about it. We definitely should. We could talk okay. about... What else do we talk about? Customer service problems and how to deal with an asshole barista. I think we just... Oh, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> okay, Neil's opening up the next topic on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> edit, <laughs> edit that ending out. <laughs> We're back. Or leave it in. How to deal with an asshole barista. Go! Asshole barista. Walk. That's what he said. Generally, I would... Usually, I get really mad at the... What is an asshole barista? Uh, well, let's say you go in and you don't really know how their menu works because they don't have a standard menu that you would find at a certain Green Giant. And yeah, they call me the Green Giant. Green Mountain Coffee? Right? Yeah, totally. Uh, and then, so they give you an attitude about it. I, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even go back if it was me. Mm-hmm. I know a lot about coffee and I go in and there's a weird attitude and I won't go back. I, I, yeah, I won't. I, yeah. If, if I don't know the barista and they're being rude or they're being rude to, or they know me and they're being rude to someone else, depending on how well I know them, I might call them out on it. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. It's because it's my job. At my stores, we don't let anybody, well, none of our baristas are rude. And if they are, then they get talked to right away. Um, it's very important yeah. to make people... But there is a cafe that I grew up with that, I mean, the owner would sit there and like, if you put your foot up on the chair, you just come over and rip the chair off from underneath your feet and just mm-hmm. like, kick you out of the shop right there in front of everybody and totally embarrass you. Like, watched him do it to like pregnant women that were sitting, you know. That was in Denver? Around there. Boulder? Yeah. Let's not get specific. Not, that was not Mike. Seattle. That was not, not Seattle. Seattle. No. Sorry. In general, Seattle has a reputation for having really snotty baristas, and it's not actually true. It's not. I, I, find found that I think they're just snotty mind. people that work in customer service in yeah. general in Seattle. See, but Seattle baristas tend, I think, to be nicer than baristas that I've seen at other large city cafe cultures. Mm. Yeah. So it's pretty good. But I don't know. How, how, would you, how do you deal with a barista, Joseph? I don't. I'm struggling to think if I've had like an actual bad barista experience I certainly had situations where I go into a place and and someone there knows me and then they're jokingly and kind of an a-hole to me which I'm just like why are you doing that because other people don't know that Mm -hmm. that's a joke (laughs) like we could do this another time (laughs) but that's just like um I remember when I was getting into things, I would I would have a lot of experiences where I felt like the barista was looking down their nose at me. But I don't know if that was at this point. I don't know if that was my perception or not. Uh, if I mean, if that was just something that I imagined, or if they actually had uh, a superior than thou sort of attitude. I am remembering now the last time I had a really bad experience, and it was in. Um, I, uh, and it was in um, a cafe in Portland. One of the, which I can't, I can't, honestly can't remember the name of it now. I'm not going to because I can't remember actually what it is. Um, it was during Coffee Fest a couple years ago when it was down in Portland, uh, and we we're going around to various places. Um, so I'm sure they were like slammed all day, and maybe the barista was having a bad day, whatever. 
I ordered a French press at this place. Um, got it, and it was both, like, it was disturbingly over-extracted. Like, so, so, so off. And I brought it up to him, and I was just like, um, this is really over-extracted. It's not good. And they were just like, oh, I'm sorry. And then turned away and did something else. And I stood there with my French press going, um, this is not drinkable. <laughs> and they just ignored me. And so I set it down and I walked out. And then I remember for at least the next year, I told everyone I knew never to go to that place. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that story. I don't remember the place either. No, I don't either. I have more yeah. of those types of stories of restaurants and coffee shops. I'll remember it if I see it in person and then I won't go in there again. But You realize that right when you're swiping your credit card for that French press, you're like, ah, dang. At this point, why would you order a French press from a cafe anyway? I can't, or I, I think it was a French press. I can't remember. I can't remember. I remember it was a brew method. It was a, it was a brew method. If it was several yeah. years was ago, over that would have been fine. But like nobody that I know of is still serving French presses. Yeah, I think maybe that's why I was really curious. And it sounded like an interesting coffee mm-hmm. that would have been really good on a French, French press. I still make them a couple times a week. Well, especially if you do the uh, polished French press. Polish? I like Polish French press. Polish press? <laughs> that's it. That's it. We just cut the static again. <laughs> You have been listening to Coffee Lovers Radio. Please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Support the producers. Check out Coffee Lovers Magazine at coffeeloversmag.com and download our app. Also get yourself some fantastic coffee from Conduit Coffee at conduitcoffee.com.